to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. Everybody and welcome to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. My name is JP. And I'm Czar. Today on the pod, we are developing the perfect SMCU. And for those paying attention, that is short for the Super Mario Cinematic Universe. Yeah, if Marvel can do it, so can Nintendo. All right, um, before we get started, Czar, happy birthday. Hey! Happy birthday. Why are you drinking Christmas cookie? It's June. <laughs> Because it was in the fridge and I needed it. Yeah, how's it taste? A little skunky? Mm-hmm. Well, I brought you something else today. All right. So um, we'll go, I brought you Kincader made something new. Son of the Beast. Now, if you're not familiar with Kincader at home, they make the Snow Beast beer, which is probably the most popular beer in Omaha around wintertime. Oh, well, yeah. all they fucking did was slap the Yeti on the can put some sunglasses on him in a surfboard and give him the hang loose sign. And he looks fucking tight. He, yes. This Yeti looks like it was made for tropical weather, even though he looks like he's kind of going through a heat stroke. Oh, yeah, he's, he's not having a good time. No. Like, do you, this is a weird reference. Do you remember Futurama slurms McKenzie? Yeah. How this miserable. He actually was. I feel like that's this Yeti. Yeah. That's this Yeti overused and undersold. What would you do for your birthdays? Are anything cool? Um, no, not, not particularly. I mean, I mainly just played Tears of the Kingdom because <laughs> that came out two days before my birthday. And yeah, it's, it's For you, great, man. It's been good. I'll probably do something later down the line. Maybe like go to Dave and Buster's or Top Golf or something. But, uh, it's kind of a busy season. May is always really busy. So yeah, just Zelda. So obviously Tears of the Kingdom was going to come up early. So it's really hilarious because I was over at my friend Dylan's house last week and um, an old conversation of ours came up, you and mine. Oh? Regarding spoilers. Ah. And again, what's the appropriate amount of time you should gracefully wait before you talk about a product? Well, on the Game Tea podcast, we have established a uh, 30-day limit on all spoilers. Wait, you agree with me? Because I thought we never came to, like, a... I mean, if I don't agree with you, then we'll be deadlocked forever, because it's only the two of us. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody to break it up. Either it's no spoilers, and we never talk about this fucking game, or I come to a middle ground. (laughs) So, anyway, like, the band... My band is full of just a bunch of fucking nerds like me, right? Our least guitarist has the Master Sword. On his fucking arm. Nice. Uh, he Awesome guy. But um, we started talking about Tears of the Kingdom. It wasn't even out yet. We were just talking about how excited we were for it. One of the other guys in the band chimed in and said, okay, okay, no, nothing, nothing. I don't want anything going in. In fact, you need to make me a vow right now. Nobody can talk about this game for four months. You know what I did? <laughs> I laughed. I pointed and laughed at him. <laughs> and said, listen to our podcast. The old point and laugh. <laughs> ah, you're foolish. And then he, he, he asked me, what the fuck is so funny? 
Like, I'm serious. Do not spoil this for me. I'll be really pissed off at you. And this brings me back to the cruxus of the argument that I brought up a year and a half ago when we first fought about this. Even if I don't talk about it, you're talking about the most popular game. That's basically already game of the year. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah, let's let's be real. And I actually did want to say that on the podcast that game developers do not release anything else this year because No. The slate has been made and there is no room for anyone else. Have you seen the game releases this week? It's five games. Yeah. It's five fucking So anyway, I laughed at him and I explained to him, listen, asshole. Even if you make me promise that I won't talk about the most popular game that's come out in the last five years, you're going to have to stay off all social media. You're going to have to close your ears while you're walking down the street. If you genuinely expect that people are going to be courteous to you for four fucking months. Not on this game. No, not at all. (laughs) So. It got me thinking about our conversations of Tears of the Kingdom, because obviously for the games that you're playing, you and I are playing Tears We're of the playing Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I want to offer this to anybody out there that's working through the game, including us. I've put in 20 hours, but I'm not even close. Oh, 20 hours, 20 is, hours just is just a nothing. tiny drop in the bucket. I want to make this right now. You and I are going to make a promise to our listeners. This is for Dylan. This is for everybody at home. All right. You and I are going to omit all Tears of the Kingdom talk until June 14th, because that will be the one month period from when the game was released, from when we last dropped an episode. We have 28 days before Ah. it's off the fucking table. And we going to spoil it. We're going to do a review that's honestly going to last like probably two hours. Yeah, it's going to be a lengthy episode. Maybe we'll split it into two parts. We'll see what happens we when could. that date comes. Dude, I mean, once we get going, I think it's going to fly by. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're not even going to know what time is when we're talking about this oh, yeah. game. So uh, what do you what do you think about that promise? I like promise that. Of, yes, yes. And and that that is also a good incentive to come back later because listeners out mm. there have something to look forward to. They're going to hear a ga- uh, review on Tears of the Kingdom from us. Okay. So I know we just said we're omitting all conversations, but obviously we've put in a decent amount of time so far. In one word, how has your experience been? Unforgiving. <laughs> I have good, yeah. I have literally found every freaking way to die starting out with my first death which was getting struck by lightning. <laughs> How do you get struck by lightning so well, early? In the, like was it already like on when you've walked out? No. I'm trying not to be spoilery so I'm like well, this Tip-tone is on my words. This is very akin. And like, if you were just tuning in right now, listeners, you'd think I'd be talking about Breath of the Wild. So I think I can get away with this. But OK, fair. I I had left the beginning area and I was in the main game completely free to go wherever I wanted. So naturally, I took off in a straight line in any direction I could and naturally. just went to explore. And I came across a Henox. Which is a giant one-eyed ogre-looking creature that towers above Link. And, you know, only having, like, a handful of hearts and no good equipment, 
I I struggled and fought this thing for like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And about the 30-minute mark, a lightning storm came in. And I was like down to the last sliver of this Hinox's health. And I was like, okay, I'm going to throw my metal sword, which is about to be struck by lightning, right at the Hinox. Maybe something cool will happen. Maybe it'll get struck by lightning or something. That's actually a cool thought. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay. I see what you're doing. Okay. But then the Hinox caught me off guard. It threw a boulder when I was turned around, and I couldn't, like, stand up quick enough to throw my sword. Um, And so I didn't time it out right, and I got struck and killed by lightning. Yep. Yep. For my hubris. I think the uh, the idea was cool. Yeah. I wish it worked. I wish it would have worked too, because then I had to do the whole goddamn fight again. Honestly, by Breath of the Wild standards, that probably would have worked. Too. I know, right? Like, I, although, probably not, because, you know, if, if you've taken down a Henox before, they've got the, the belt of, like, weapons from people they've killed, and, like, most of those weapons are metal. Yeah. So you would think in a lightning storm, the Henox would be a, a, a natural target. Yeah, you'd think, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking, I don't know. All right, you want to hear about what we're doing today? I do want to hear about what we are doing today. I wanted to do something fun for you for your birthday. And also, there's no news out right now because everyone's playing Tears of the Kingdom. But yeah. I want to spin this to make it seem like I'm doing it for you. Yay. All right, so um, the Super Mario movie. Now, we've made a lot of jokes post the Super Mario movie about the SMCU, right? Yes. Super Mario Cinematic Universe. Indeed. Well, as much as we joked around about it, and obviously Nintendo's probably not that serious about it. It'd be really dope if they were. I want to answer a hypothetical question today. What if the Super Mario Cinematic Universe was real? And what if Nintendo was trying to pursue this in the same way the Marvel Cinematic Universe leads up to the Avengers? Ooh, I am intrigued. Are you intrigued? I am. So here is what we are doing today. I've got a timeline with 10 slots, right? Now, eight of those are empty because we know that the first movie is the Super Mario Bros. movie. Correct. But the 10th slot is Super Smash Bros. the movie, which is essentially the equivalent of the Avengers. Oh, absolutely, yes. Here's the question we are answering today. What eight movies would be in those slots that bridges the Super Mario Bros. movie to the Super Smash Bros. movie? It's an interesting concept. That is a very interesting concept because you could have any order to this. Uh, yeah, Depending on how you think it makes sense, this could this could actually happen. Uh, it totally could is the thing. Uh, okay, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Let's start from the very top of how I got this idea. Now, you're a fucking nerd, just like me. I'm sure you're familiar with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you've been living under a rock if you haven't heard of the MCU. <laughs> you've been, uh, occasionally, I run into someone who's like... A stupid DC fan, for example, because <laughs> DC's got to bear village. <laughs> oh, yeah, I tell that to Suicide Squad, but I digress. <laughs> but I, <laughs> you know, I'm right, but I digress. Shots fired, making a point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so essentially, the Marvel Cinematic Universe goes like this there's what, like 30 movies? I think we're approaching about 30 movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, each movie has its own contained story, right? But within each one of those movies, it contributes to the whole overarching story of the Avengers and what's going on in this world. 
right? Yeah. I'm sure everybody's like, yeah, no shit. But genuinely, you'd be surprised how many people don't know that. Now, the idea, the reason why people love Marvel movies so much is because it's really cool to see how one movie kind of contributes to the overall story. It's like a butterfly effect. Yeah, it 100% is. And sure, like the individual story at the movie level is not always fantastic. Mm. We know that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the movie is pretty mid. But but the story overall contributing to a, a hierarchy of other stories right. really does compel you to keep watching. Right. So we've seen the Super Mario movie, and the joke we keep on making is... What about the SMCU, right? Like now that like what could we see from Nintendo that could lead up to the Super Smash Bros movie, which is like the equivalent of the Avengers? Yeah. Yeah. I I love this idea. I think this idea is great and I cannot see wait to see what we come up with here. I think we might argue a little to be honest with you. I think so too. So uh how are we going to conduct today's episode? That is a great question. So basically, we've got eight empty slots, right? In between the Super Mario movie, number one, and Super Smash Bros. movie, the, we have a simple goal. Fill up those eight slots with the movies. Now, while you're thinking about what movies are going to fill up those slots, there's basically three questions you need to ask yourself. Uh, which character needs to be introduced? When should they be introduced? Right? And if you had to give the movie a fucking title, what would you call it? <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. All right. As a birthday present, I'm going to give you a freebie on number two. Ooh, okay. A freebie on number two. What I mean by a freebie is you've got the Super Mario Bros. movie. All right. We've got eight movies until we get to Super Smash Bros. Whatever you think should be number two, I will agree with. Ooh, wow. That's a lot of power there. Now, that being said, there is a correct answer. <laughs> and we'll see if you get it. All right. Uh, who, who first? Who first? Um... Well, in my mind, I got to I got to kind of think about this with like in regards to how Marvel like set up their cinematic universe. And so like with Marvel, they did uh, I think it was like Iron Man one and Iron Man two basically back to back. Yeah, that's actually true is um, not not cinematically like the movie release, but like the story wise, like it actually goes Captain America and then Captain Marvel, and then the first two Iron Man movies. Okay. Iron Man? Iron Man? <laughs> Iron Man. I think Iron it'd be Man. Iron Man because... Iron the, Man's... <laughs> the first two Iron Man movies were about one Iron Man. Only later in the series did they develop more Iron Men. Damn me and my proper grammar. <laughs> um, that is a good way to think of it, though. So we've had the first Mario movie with basically a great roster already introduced. But... Who do you think needs to be next, or who do you think deserves a movie? And again, I'll agree, begrudgingly. I am going to have to go with a Luigi's Mansion movie for number two. For number two? Yes, because I think that Nintendo needs to piggyback off of the first movie that they put into the franchise. Okay. Um, But without highlighting the specific main character of that movie, Luigi is a big player in the Super Smash Bros. title. Like, obviously, being a Mario brother, you want to get his story out there. Plus, then you can set the scene for Professor E. Gad, who will be a major scientific contributor to the Super Mario cinematic universe. Okay, you know what? 
I think Luigi's Mansion was something that needed to be introduced later. Again, I can't argue with you because it's your stupid fucking birthday. <laughs> but, but the introduction of EGAD, that's actually not a bad point. Well, think about it because um, then you could do something with the rest of the extended Mario universe, like Isle Delfino, anything in Luigi's Mansion, like with oh, King Boo. That'd be cool. And yeah. not only that, but one of Bowser Jr.'s most notable weapons, uh, his paintbrush, was made by EGAD. So then, by introducing yes. EGAD, you could have like a mini credit scene teaser where EGAD is giving the paintbrush to Baby Bowser or Bowser Jr., introducing him into the universe. Dude, I fucking love that. Actually, yeah, no, EGAD needs to be introduced as soon as he can into a Super Mario Cinematic Universe because he is kind of the scientist behind the scenes running the picture. Okay, yeah. So that's my number two, a Luigi's Mansion movie. I genuinely think, even though you made a lot of great points about EGAD, I think I would have put waited a little while on Luigi's Mansion. Mm. But here's almost a little devil's advocate to myself. Luigi didn't get nearly enough time in the Super Mario Bros. movie. That was the other compelling force that makes me want to have a Luigi's Mansion movie sooner is because Luigi didn't get much spotlight. Interesting. And they need to flesh his character out. Okay. Okay, so that mo- that moves us on to number three. By the way, at the end of this, we'll take a look at the roster and we'll do a little rearranging. Yeah. In yeah, case yeah. we feel like it's necessary. Yeah. All right, so we're m- moving on to number three. In my opinion, there's a couple of different ways you could branch off from here. Number one would be a Donkey Kong movie. Naturally, that would be a, a high contender pretty shortly after the Super Mario movie. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, it makes sense. Because you've got a great roster of characters there that could be introduced. Now, given nobody's actually in Super Smash Bros. except for Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong. Yeah. And but, K. Rule. And yeah, and King K. Rule. Um, actually, yeah, that's a great point. I forgot about King K. Rule. Yeah. The no, villain of the movie, King K. Rule. Yeah. Yeah. Like when when you're going through and labeling Super Mario Cinematic Universe, you also have to think about the villains being introduced because there is a certain villain set that is in Super Smash Brothers. Like you got Bowser, you got King K. Rule, you got Bowser Jr., you got other villains that we'll get to later in the future. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Yeah, that's actually good. So the Donkey Kong movie with then Donkey Kong, uh, Diddy Kong, King K. Rool, and even though they're not actual Smash characters, seeing Lanky and Cranky, you know, uh, the whole crew. Yeah, and I mean, they've already... Would be fun. They've got Cranky's character established as the ruler of of the Donkey Kong land, so... Interesting. Yeah, they've already got most of the cast there. Um and then they could even throw in Easter eggs uh, of, you know, DK64 and all that good stuff. Okay. I I like where you're going with that. I might have a different number three, but I would definitely call that uh, Donkey Kong's Country. Yeah. Okay. Just plain and simple. All right. So tell me what your number three would have been then. I kind of, and I am relating again to the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think we need to go back in time. Oh, come on! Not already! I think we need a Kid Icarus movie. Oh. Where Pitt 
finds the ultimate, maybe it's the master hand. We'll, we'll call the ultimate villain in the goal movie of the Super Smash Bros. No, no, universe. no, that's exactly it. I was thinking the master hand. Yes. It's like, yeah. And if you. The Thanos of the suit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what else could master hand be? I mean, it, I mean you could throw Giga Bowser in as the main villain, but that, eh, not master hand all the way. But if you played, if and you remember Super Smash Bros. Brawl, Pit is kind of the main character of that because they're watching from the heavens all of this unfold and like this was prophecy and uh, Petunia sends Ike or uh, Pit to Did go Petunia it's Palantina Palantina yes Petunia. Pal- come on Petunia uh, yes Palantina instructs Pit to go assist the rest of the Nintendo characters to stop the master hand from destroying the universe and I think that there could be a lot of backstory that could be like hinted at for the final Super Smash Bros. movie with uh, Paulatina and Pit. So that's kind of like your Cap, your uh, Captain America movie, where you know, yeah, all the way back in time, then gets frozen. It's not necessarily that I don't think Pit doesn't deserve to be a, in the SMCU. But we've only got eight slots to fill here, and I just don't know if any Kid Icarus movie would be in that first eight, you know? Like, there's no doubt there, There's no doubt how important Pitt is. There's yeah. just not. But, yeah. I mean, it, these slots are going to go pretty quick. They really will. They really will. And that's kind of why I was going back and forth on that one a little bit, just because I feel like there is a setup there. Like Pitt and Palatina watching from the heavens. There's a setup there, but maybe you're right. Maybe that's for like Super Smash Bros. Two. Yeah, fa- phase two. Yeah, phase two of the. <laughs> I could be wrong though. Like we could get to the end of this list and be like, you know what? That actually makes a lot of sense for developing the story. I guess we just got to keep going down the list. Okay, so as you, we're on number four now. So did we agree with the Donkey Kong Country movie yeah. for number three? All right. We'll leave uh, Donkey Kong's Country as number three for now. So number one, we've got Super Mario Bros. So n- number two, we've got Luigi's Mansion. Number three, we've got Donkey Kong. Now, here's the thing. We have to keep in mind that Super Smash Bros. is not just about those Mario ca- characters, especially like I've got the N64 roster in my fucking head. Yeah, I really do. Like that screams phase one. So... I think at, at at the fourth movie, we could go two routes. Okay. Introduce Fox or introduce Kirby. Fox was my... I, I, was, yeah, think, Fox. I was thinking Fox. Um, especially after coming off of... Well, we, we established Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong's Country as number three. How cool would it be to go from Banana Jungle to Space? Like yeah, that, space <laughs> battles. And I think yeah. that's a perfect like change because um, according to our list right now, we've got Super Mario movie, yep. Luigi's Mansion and uh-huh. Donkey Kong Country. Those are all relatively contained under the same sphere. Right. So moving to Fox for the fourth movie would be that midway push to get people interested in the Super Smash Bros movie. I 100% agree with you. Fox number four. Okay, so Star Fox. And and I'm assuming that with the introduction of a Star Fox movie, you'd have Fox, you'd have Falco, and Wolf would be the main villain? Yeah. Because those are the three Smash contenders. Yep, yeah, I mean, you could totally do that. Of course, 
So Falco, yeah, Falco was a playable character starting at melee, right? Yes, he was. He was the uh, Echo unlockable fighter. Now here's where I'm having trouble. It's like you know, in Marvel movies, there's always that end credit scene that somehow just starts to tie things together. Mm-hmm. What would you do in the Star Fox movie to tie what we have so far together? Because the first three movie makes perfect sense. They're all under like Super Mario, but well, see, you would set it up for the next movie release to be Metroid. Oh, you would. Your end credit scene would be like maybe a Metroid hitting the R wing and Fox being like, what is that? What was that? Dude, that's cool. And then you just see like Samus's ship in the distance or something like that. Oh my God. That's actually awesome. I love that. That's really the only way you can do it because those are like the only two Nintendo IPs that have to do with space. I, I feel like there's more, but no, Kirby's got some space. Yeah, but how do you... I, Warp Star, the planet that Kirby comes from, just seems so far out of reach from, like, Metroid and Star Fox. Hmm, I don't like, know. Like, I could see Star Fox stumbling upon Samus's ship before stumbling upon Warp Star. Okay, so we'll come back to the Star Fox thing, because, okay, we can both agree that Star Fox should be number four. Agreed, yes. Super Mario Bros. movie, number one. Luigi Mansion movie. Donkey Kong Country, the movie. And Star Fox. Mm-hmm. We, so, the way this list is going, we could jump right into Metroid, but we're forgetting our boy. Oh? We're forgetting our boy. Where's Link? Yes, no. And when do we put in The Legend of Zelda? I, I had not forgotten Link. I was just trying to figure out the best way to do Link. Because okay. we have a lot of different renditions of Link. Do we include the Breath of the Wild Link? Do we include the Toon Link? Do we ad- include Adult Link? Do we include Kid Link? So if you, th- if you are thinking OG N64 Smash, they used Ocarina of Time. They used Adult Link. And I would be okay with that because that would have a pretty standard Zelda and Ganondorf inclusion. And plus, like, I know this isn't technically a part of this, but, like, the move set for Link, I think it was at its best in, like, Melee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, No argument there. But now do we want to put Legend of Zelda as number five? I was thinking Legend of Zelda should be higher towards the end. Like, maybe even right before the Super Smash Bros. movie. As you start to get to the lower part of this list, I imagined every end credit scene is like has something to do with, like, the main character going like, ah, oh, everything's back to normal. And then a mysterious envelope with that symbol. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how that ties in. I don't know if I want all of the Mario or the Nintendo characters to get an envelope. I, I oh, kinda, come on! It's so iconic! It is super iconic, and I mean, we can get into this when we discuss, like, the Super Smash Bros. movie, but I think it should be more of a coming together out of necessity. Like, hmm. none of these characters really know each other, but they just kind of stumble upon each other due to a common goal. Okay, so I'm willing to put The Legend of Zelda lower down this list. As long as it's there. Oh, it has to be. Like, 
that is one movie that yes we have skipped over so far but legend of zelda is definitely an inclusion on this list like it just has to be you know a fun way to introduce it to into the mario somehow do you remember the infamous Easter egg where you're young Link and you walk up to Hyrule Castle? And if you look to your right through the window when you're trying to find Zelda, you see the frames of the Mario characters. Yep, you see Mario, Luigi, Bowser, Yoshi, Peach. There's got to be a way to tie that in. Yeah, you could. Like, maybe Peach visiting Hyrule Castle or something. Yeah, like, honestly, something like that. Like, hey, we're having a lot of trouble here. Maybe I need to go to a completely different kingdom. But I guess the thing we have to ask here is, and we have diverted off of the list. We're not on number five anymore. We're just talking at this point. <laughs> you're, you're right. Um, how, what, uh, where do you set a Legend of Zelda movie? Like, is it within that sphere uh, that the Mushroom Kingdom showed us? Or is Link a part of another reality, another world? Like, does he exist on the same planet as Mario? Oh, that is where it gets tough. Yes, because Mario characters look vastly different from Hylians. True. But what about all, what about all the shenanigans that happened in Super Mario Odyssey? Mmm, yes. In fact, what if you made one of the movies the Super Mario Odyssey movie? That would explain alternate realities where all these people could potentially come together. I would want that as the movie right before Super Smash Brothers then. But that makes sense. I, I, we'll come back to that. Yeah, 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 we'll come back to Odyssey. Let's let's put a pin in that for now. Okay. And let's move on to number five. All right. So use. We said Star Fox was number four. And I, I thought that the in credit scene for Star Fox would be best told with a Samus Easter egg. Right, but uh, it doesn't always have to be. Just because that happens doesn't mean we have to immediately jump into a Metroid Prime movie. You're right, you're right. I say this is the best time to introduce Kirby. Okay. Yeah, okay. Mm. Wait, what do you think? Yes, and I'm, I'm, I'm having a really tough time with Kirby because I almost think that Kirby is like your Hulk character. Does Kirby, what? Need, does need, does Kirby need a movie? Yes, Kirby needs it. It's Kirby. Well, Hulk doesn't have a movie and everybody understands him just fine. Okay, so here's the thing. Hulk does have a movie. It's just literally so forgettable. <laughs> and that's how I feel a Kirby and movie would be. There. And also, you, did you see the WB Kirby TV show back in the day? Yeah, <laughs> it had some moments. It had some moments, but ultimately there was there was nothing there. Like, if you want a video game character beating up on the bad guy, Kirby is not the movie. Okay, so if you want to, we could put Kirby aside for now. Maybe talking about introducing him in another movie. I think Kirby would be best introduced as, well, like Ant-Man and the Wasp. You know, that was primarily an Ant-Man movie, but also used to introduce the Wasp. Okay, so my question is, which movie would be the introduction of Kirby? I think you could do that almost... And we haven't talked about this IP yet, but what if you introduce Kirby in a Earthbound movie? Like, oh my God, Earthbound! Yeah, like, um, and yeah, more more side tangents, but you know, the end credit scene would introduce Kirby by like Ness stumbles upon a Mister Saturn that doesn't look like Mister Saturn because it's Kirby. Okay, I. 
Earthbound? I completely forgot about it. You gotta include Earthbound. You have to include Earthbound. Ness was an N64 character. You're damn right. Yeah, okay. We could agree to introduce Kirby in the middle of this, right? Mm-hmm. So, but we still haven't answered the question, what would be number five? Are we just saying go straight into Metroid? I kind of like what you were saying with leaving the teaser of a future Metroid movie at the end of Star Fox, but not making it the next movie. I'm going to, I'm going to go with number six, right? Or number five. We're still on number five. We number can't five. agree on number five. That's where we're getting caught up. I'm going to say number five has to be Earthbound. Okay, dude, I, I'm 100% on board with that. You can, you can include Ness. Um, it'd be really hard to include Lucas because Ness and Lucas did not exist in the same time era. But I feel like Nintendo could smooth it over somehow to include the two most notable characters from the franchise. It could be. Plus, I mean, like, aren't we already kind of fucking with time and space? Oh, yeah. I mean, that a lot of these Nintendo games that we have mentioned do deal with time and space. So it's kind of all out the window at this point. All right. So at numbers, it's funny because that's really easy how much Earthbound fit in there. It, it just does. Like, the thing is, like, so we're saying Earthbound could somehow be like the introduction of Kirby. I kind of like that idea. I, I think Kirby so. Kirby doesn't get a movie, you know? Yeah, I mean, Kirby doesn't really need a movie, I don't think. And the other series that doesn't need a movie but should be included in a Super Smash Bros. movie is Pokemon. Pokemon oh, does okay. not need an established individual title to introduce them into a Super Mario Cinematic Universe because we've already got Pokemon movies. We know what Pokemon is, and there's no way to specifically tie a Pokemon story into an overarching Smash Bros. cinematic universe. I, I completely disagree. Pokemon is so fucking integral to Smash Bros., you have to find a way to tie it in Huh? at the beginning. I would almost think making an inclusion of, in one of these Nintendo movies, the main character is watching a Pokemon battle. Like, the world championships and like that's the only easter egg introduction you have to pokemon until the super smash bros movie where you can just throw in every pokemon i'd be down to talk about that at later in the list if we start to like really you know struggle to make sure we're getting who we need to include in this yeah, fair enough okay so we haven't gone over it in a while number one the super mario bros movie Number two, Luigi's Mansion. Number three, Donkey Kong. Four would be Star Fox. Number five would be Earthbound. And honestly, at this point, with number six, I say we wrap it around back to Metroid. I think so. I agree. I agree. And I, honestly, like, it kind of goes together really well. Like, maybe at the end of the Star Fox movie, Fox is like, let's be honest, guys. Slippy's holding me back. <laughs> I'm getting the fuck out of here and going to find... Well, his father's dead, but I'm going to find something <laughs> in the universe, right? And he goes off on his own, or maybe Falco's even with him, because Falco's there. And, like, I, I don't know. Yeah, the Metroid. Like, Samus and her ship or something? Like, what is that? What was that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I love it. Um, I think you could do Sam, uh, the Metroid movie pretty simply, too. Like, you only need to introduce two characters into the Smash world from a Metroid movie, and that's Samus and Ridley. Okay. Although I don't necessarily know if Ridley 
would be a good inclusion in the Super Smash Bros. movie. I know Ridley is a playable character, but also being the villain that's only interested in eating people and carnage, I, I just don't see how Ridley would ever work with the Super Mario Cinematic Universe. Well, I mean, you know how this shit goes, right? Like, each one of these movies need to have, like, oh, hold on, time for a new beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know how it goes. Each one of these movies needs to be a movie within itself. It needs to contribute to the overall story, but it also needs to be serviceable in itself, right? Like, that's where Marvel fucks up a lot, is because they focus too much on, like, contributing to the overall story, and they forgot to just make a good movie. Yeah. I wholly agree with that. You know, so that's what we need to be careful of, uh, like, not getting caught up in here. So, like, the inclusion of Ridley just makes sense to me. Like, it's okay if we're going the simple route for this. Like, in the Legend of Zelda movie, obviously the final guy would be Ganondorf. Yeah, uh, absolutely. In fact, you could even do this crazy thing in the Smash Bros. movie, right? Where maybe, like... Everybody gets together and they're like, okay, guys, we can't defeat Master Hand and Crazy Hand. I have a crazy idea. Let's bring back the villain from each one of our universes. Oh, so they like revive the villain. You almost. could. That's how you bring in like Bowser. That's how you bring in Ridley. Bowser Ganondorf. didn't die at the beginning or at the end of the movie, though. His heart did. <laughs> his, his heart broke. Peaches, 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 peaches. I'm getting lots of good ideas. Like, <laughs> Nintendo needs to fucking hit us up. Jesus Christ. It's about damn time. We are we are gold mines of ideas. Okay, so that was number seven. We can agree that... That I'm was number six. That was number six. Okay. I think around number six, uh, a few months after number six was released, I could see that being holiday times, all right? So hear me out. This is not a full-fledged movie, but it still is canon into the Super Mario Cinematic Universe, much like most of the Marvel Christmas specials. I'm scared. I don't know Mario's what classic Christmas, where we get introduced to Mr. Game and Watch. We get introduced to maybe the Animal Crossing villagers. We get introduced <laughs> to Rob. Um, let's see, who else? Maybe Steve is there. Uh, probably not Steve, because not Nintendo IP. But, you know, all of the vintage uh, NES characters okay. could be included in like uh, Mario's classic Christmas. I don't think I like this idea. But I mean, how else are you going to get Rob and Mr. Game and Watch in with that like makes sense? You want to throw a Christmas special into the... Yeah. No! If Guardians of the no. Galaxy can fucking do it and be canon, then why not this? First of all, because it happened in phase four. <laughs> <laughs> And, what about Deadpool Christmas? And by the by the way, that Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas was fucking awesome. Yeah, that's what I've heard. That's it, what I've heard. It, Kevin Bacon was in it. It was, yeah. it was. It was cool. I liked it a lot. But no, I think I think that would be like the best way to introduce retro characters. Like Little Mac. Little Mac could also be in that like holiday special. You I just don't think I like that. I don't know how they would do it, but like that's just shoving more of the classic characters into the franchise. You know, they could be comic relief. You, <laughs> How funny would it be to see Rob? I would love to see. It's not that I wouldn't be excited to see these characters. It's just that you got to think of the story. And I just don't feel like throwing in a Christmas special in the middle of this is a solid idea. Star Wars did it. 
uh, again. <laughs> <laughs> when did Star Wars do it? In the 80s. During the original trilogy. Doesn't it say something that I have no idea what you're talking about? <laughs> the whole point was trying to get Chewie back to his home planet for Christmas. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. This is canon. See, episode four is really about the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> and getting Chewie back to his home world <laughs> so he can spend Christmas with his wife and kid. Does he really have a wife and kid? Yes. Are you... Yeah, Chewbacca has a wife and kid needed to get back to Kashyyyk to celebrate Christmas, space Christmas with them. So Luke, Han, and the rest of the gang loaded up in the Millennium Falcon and went on a Christmas adventure. And I'm not even kidding you on that. That does exist. (laughs) I gotta fucking find this. It sounds amazing. (laughs) It came out in like 87. Okay, give me a second. Okay. That's fucking funny, man. All right. How how about, like, I don't know, what about, like, a, a movie called, like, Reggie's Game Shop or something, right? Like, y- your goal in this movie is simply to introduce more retro-style characters that otherwise don't really have much of an outlet to get involved in this movie. Oh, Duck right? Hunt. I forgot about Duck Hunt, too. That would have been another good retro character. Okay, what if you did, like, a movie... Where it's about a game shop owner named Reggie. Obviously, after hashtag legendary. Hashtag legendary. Reggie fees a me. Right? That's what I'm saying. And it's like, I don't know. Like, a kid wants a PlayStation 4 super fucking badly. But his dad's a alcoholic. His mom can only afford an N64. <laughs> or not an N64, an NES. Let's go back even further. SNES? I think that's a good compromise. Yeah, NES, SNES, because that's where most of the retro characters come from. Ironically, most of that retro gaming stuff is probably more expensive than a PS4, but that's not the point. (laughs) The point is the kid picks out like, he's like, all right, Charlie, you get to pick out four games for your brand new SNES. And you could like, what characters would you want to introduce that way? I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, that could be something. I just, I want to come up with like a one-off movie that introduces those retro characters no those retro characters like game and watch Duck and your answer is a christmas special what else are you gonna do other than a holiday special there's lots of options we just gotta think of it i mean these characters aren't important they don't matter much to the overarching story but you know you gotta include them at least as a, a cameo or something jesus christ okay so trying to think here for the number seven spot like this seems like a natural place to introduce pokemon maybe i don't know i think you could do your kid icarus here maybe you really want to throw kid icarus into the first phase i do i think they make a lot of sense and they're i mean because i am really trying to stay away from the non-nintendo ips as inclusion because like you have snake you have mega man you have hero well those were bottom of the barrel picks anyway yeah it, uh, let's be exactly honest. exactly and so i'm just trying to stick with the native nintendo ips um other than a pokemon oh you could do a fire emblem fire movie. emblem that's just what i was about to say because there are so many so and I mean, much fire emblem representation and i was really trying to keep fire emblem into like a phase two of the super mario cinematic universe but the more i'm thinking about this the more it makes sense that you put fire emblem in phase one 
Okay, how about this? How about this? After Metroid, which is number six, then we do the Legend of Zelda movie. Okay, okay. Okay, so it's like Super Mario Bros. and Luigi's Mansion and Donkey Kong are kind of like its own overarching little subcategory within this, right? Then you've got Star Fox and Metroid. They're not next to each other, right? Star Fox is number four and Metroid's number five. But those together create another side story because that's the goal is to kind of get these people to meet somehow. Yeah. And then in between Star Fox and Metroid, you've got Earthbound, which you said might actually be a decent place to introduce Kirby. Yeah, I I think so. And then after uh, that, for number seven, you go into The Legend of Zelda. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll agree with that. You can introduce Zelda, Link, and Ganondorf. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, then you can introduce, like, time warps and, like, hint on the time-space continuum to connect all these characters. I 100% agree. I think that's good. If The Legend of Zelda is about one thing above all else, it's time. Like, time travel and different timelines. And so... Zelda would be the perfect late late game inclusion that could potentially tie off any loose ends via time travel. Okay. Yeah. No, I'll agree with that. Legend of Zelda. Legend of Zelda for number seven. All right. Now we've got two slots left. Two whole slots. So let's let's think back to that OG roster. Um, because I'll tell you, there's uh, one gentleman with one fine bootay. Yep. That's I, not on this list. I was just thinking about that specific character. We are, of course, talking about none other than Captain King Falcon. K. Rule. <laughs> oh, yes. K- Captain. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Captain. Yes, because King K. Rule also King has a nice ass. <laughs> no, no, no. F-Zero with Captain Falcon. F-Zero. And I mean, I was actually thinking about this a lot today. Why... Oh, an F-Zero movie would go over so well because, like, Fast and the Furious is a high-grossing IP, and so a Nintendo racing movie, I feel like, would go over really well. I'm going to be honest. It also kind of breaks up the monotony of, oh, there's bad guy. Let's go get bad guy. Absolutely. I was thinking that, too. It, it shakes up, you know, the, the script and provides a little bit of extra entertainment because you are watching a racing movie. It's not really about good guy beats up bad guy it's good guy outraces bad guy okay so let's go go over this one more time before we finish this up we have the super mario bros movie number one luigi's mansion donkey kong star fox earthbound metroid the legend of zelda f zero and then we've only got one slot left before uh the big one super smash bros so here's what i'm proposing I say that number nine should be Super Mario Odyssey because I think with the craziness that is Odyssey, you'd be able to find a way to start stringing these pieces together. I, you know what I'm saying? I like that. I, you know, I've been thinking about that since you mentioned a Super Mario Odyssey movie. Yeah. And... I, I, I agree. I think it just makes sense. It does. Well, because not only that, but with the inclusion of Mario's spaceship, essentially, Mario can meet Rosalina. Mario can go out into space and meet Fox, Samus, Kirby, maybe even Ness through meeting Rosalina. 
that just opens up a whole nother possibility of characters and story mm. arcs. I mean, hell, Mario could even find Olimar. Oh my God, that's I, true. We're not including Pikmin in phase one. Uh, no, yeah, it, no, mm, no, no. Pikmin is no. It's tough though. No, because no. Well, it's not tough from a content perspective. Like, no, we don't need a Pikmin movie. I don't want to see a Pikmin movie. It's going to be fucking pointless. But I could see Nintendo capitalizing the shit out of Olimar and making their own Minion-style series with Pikmin. Do you know how fucking cute Illumination could make Pikmin with their noises, their chirps, and their little movements? Let me fucking explain something to you. When Super Smash Bros. Brawl came out, I went to a tournament the night it came out with my good friends Zach and another guy named Dylan. I know lots of Dylans. <laughs> The, per the point of this tournament was everybody got in on it, and it was people who have never played the game before. Oh, yes. But here's the catch. You have your character assigned to you. You <laughs> don't get to pick. You know who I fucking got? You got Olimar. You're damn right I got Olimar. That little motherfucker <laughs> is not in phase one. <laughs> Fuck you, Olimar. But you have to admit that Nintendo is missing out on an opportunity if they're not trying to minionize the Pikmin. Yeah, I'll admit that, but guess what? I don't want them to minionize anything. I don't either. Like I'm I am in favor I'm in favor of you. I'm just I'm just stating the obvious out here. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Now Um I would I would like honorable mentions. I'd love to see a Kingdom Hearts movie, even though that has nothing uh, to do with it, and especially a banjo kazooie movie, but Considering Banjo wasn't included in Smash until Ultimate, I can be willing to wait on a Banjo movie. My brother in Christ, Banjo's like Phase 3. Like, I'm sorry, but if <laughs> We'll it makes get a feel... new Banjo movie before we get a new goddamn game. For what it's worth, Sora's Phase 3, too, and you know I'd love to see Zora, Sora. And with Sora, it fucking makes sense anyway, because he jumps between different realities all the goddamn time. Yeah, I mean, if you really want to connect all of the Mario cinematic universe, just throw fucking Sora into the mix. It He'll explain make... everything without explaining anything. It's like, hey, Sora, um, how are we breathing through space? And uh, how did you find us all? The power of friendship. My friends are my power. It's like, it's just, well, Luigi's like, that doesn't answer my question that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense holds the keyblade over luigi's lips shh, <laughs> shh, 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 shh. no 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 shh, shh. stop talking yeah that'd be fucking <laughs> okay side side note um jesse mccartney technically voiced roxas yeah in uh kingdom hearts but like that would be a great person for Sora in the movie too because oh, yeah. we talk about people who voice which by the way could be an entire different conversation of like who are voice actors oh are. my god we need a whole different episode dedicated to that dude honestly maybe we should make another episode I think we should I think we should keep this list down and then we go over casting choices for the future oh movies. my god that's a fantastic idea I love it keeping in mind that all of these casting options have to remain consistent throughout the Super Mario Cinematic Universe 100% okay. I like that idea I like that okay but back to this list back to this list we are on number nine no, number nine was Super With Mario Odyssey. Super Mario Odyssey. And that is how they include Rosalina um, and all the space characters. And that's what's going to kind of connect people. 
Yeah, like Super Mario Odyssey is all about like jumping worlds. And given you could do Super Mario Galaxy too. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. That'd yeah. make you feel better. But I think Odyssey, like the way Mario jumps, because that's the first time, remember, we also see like regular looking ass people in a Mario. That's true. That's true. Yeah. He goes to New Dog yeah. City where all the humans are. And everyone's like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> is he jumping on all the cars? <laughs> My pet turtle! Don't hit that question block. That's our traffic light. Oh, God. He's a menace. Just cars piling up in the distance. <laughs> Someone stop that Someone man. stop this maniac. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I think it'd be kind of funny, uh, kind of wrapping <laughs> this all back together. If in the Super Smash Bros. movie, you have like a couple cameos, because like Mario has different personas within Super Smash Bros. Like middle of a big intense fight, and Mario's just like, hold on, what's that? What's that? And he goes and puts on a doctor's coat and starts throwing pills at people. <laughs> oh, that'd be fucking, that's fucking hilarious. Um,. I also think that in a Super Mario Odyssey movie, you would need to do your best to shove as many Nintendo characters in there as possible. Like, maybe you introduce Wario as the main villain of that movie. It's funny you mentioned that, but that's what I was going to say is, like, if people listen to this and know that we're trying to exclude Wario, they will be pissed at us. So we need to find a way to get him in on this. Well, and I was thinking that, too, because for Phase 1 leading up to a Super Smash Bros. movie, you have to have two Mario movies. Right. Luigi's Mansion does not count as that Mario movie as Mario will not be a part of that movie, but you need, like with Iron Man, you need one movie explaining the backstory and one movie wrapping it all together. All right, so we've got our 10 movies. Um, I have two issues, and one of them I don't really care too much about. Number one, you never got a chance to see your Kid Icarus movie. But that's okay, because I think that would be a great phase two. I, you know, the more we've been talking, I think you're right. I think Pitt and Palatina, not Petunia, <laughs> Paula, could really set up the beginning of phase two. I totally agree. Like, first movie of phase two is a Kid Icarus movie. Yeah. Setting I, up for the next phase. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic idea. I'm willing to compromise on that. Ditch, ditch Kid Icarus for phase one. Honestly, my biggest problem with the list is no Pokemon. Mm. We need somewhere to introduce Pokemon. I really don't know if we do, because how Pikachu you... and Jigglypuff are so integral. Yeah, but so is Mewtwo and Lucario. Yeah, and then you've exactly. got Incineroar. There are so many different generations of Pokemon. How do you make such a specific story and tie it back to the Super Mario Cinematic Universe? Okay, so... We need to find a way to tie it back together, right? Because, like, for example, in the Earthbound movie, you said, well, we'll just introduce Kirby through some kind of creative way. Well, we, we need a creative way to introduce Pokemon, but what the fuck would that look like? Um, see, that's really... Like I said before, I think if you just have one of these Nintendo movies, maybe Fox is watching an interdimensional cable or something like that and just scrolls past a Pokemon battle. Like where Pokemon, where Pokemon trainer specifically is fighting. And then when you introduce Pokemon trainer in the Super Smash Bros movie, guy just like walks in and he's like, I heard there was a tournament and then just throws out Pokemon. That's not bad. Yeah. I mean, because like 
with Pokemon, there are so many of them, and there have been so many Pokemon inclusions into Super Smash Brothers. How do you make a specific story tying those specific characters in? Because, like, if you included a Pikachu and a Jigglypuff, which have been around since the N64, how do you make those the specific main characters of that movie? That's a good... You're making good points. You really are. I just... I think... And I, I want to take back what I said about Kirby. I think Pokemon is kind of like the movie you don't need because it's there. You know what it is. I think an Earthbound movie should coincide with Kirby. Like, it is Ant-Man and the Wasp without explaining Ant-Man. You explain Ness and Kirby in the same movie and why they are meshed together. Hmm. This is tough. I... I'm not letting us get away with not finding a way to include Pokemon. Because I like what we've got so far. I really do. I just think Pokemon's gotta be here somewhere. I still think my way is the best way of doing it as just a little Easter egg on the TV. Which movie would you say that would be best in? Star Fox, man. All the way. I'm almost afraid to do that, though, because Star Fox... Well, then again, it's only at the end where you get the Metroid stuff. Yeah. You know what? I will go with that. I will agree that Star Fox, you can do something for Pokemon. It just pops up on the TV while Fox is falling asleep or something. Yeah, and, yeah, and maybe you watch the whole Pokemon battle and then Fox makes a snide comment at the end. Okay. Um. So here's the 10. We've got Super Mario Bros., Luigi's Mansion, Donkey Kong, Star Fox, Earthbound, Metroid, The Legend of Zelda, F-Zero, Super Mario Odyssey, which all ties in to Super Smash Bros. Yes. All right. So now that we've got the movies down, this is your final chance to kind of rearrange or make any cases for rearranging, if you think. Like, here's mine. I think having Luigi's Mansion right after the Super Mario Bros. movie, I think that makes sense. And even if it didn't, I can't argue because that's your stupid birthday present. Yeah. You stupid jerk. Woo. Um... But moving right into Donkey Kong doesn't feel right to me because I feel like that's just too much Mario in one. Go. I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. So what do you want to switch with Donkey Kong then? So I would say. Hmm. Because you don't want to go too much distance in between Star Fox and Metroid either. Mm-hmm. But we've agreed that Earthbound should be in between that. I think if you put... If you switch F-Zero in Donkey Kong's country, that would make more sense. To put Donkey Kong right at the end? Yeah, why not? We've seen Donkey Kong. We know what the Donkey Kong jungle looks like. I disagree with that. I think, like, it should be, like, number five or six. Plus, I like F-Zero in the spot that it's in. I feel like it makes sense. Okay, okay. So what I'm going to propose is Super Mario Bros., Luigi's Mansion, Star Fox... And then Star Fox, Earthbound, Metroid, and then Donkey Kong. So Donkey Kong goes after Metroid and before The Legend of Zelda. Okay, that's still putting it pretty late game, but I think I can agree with that because I don't think we need a Donkey Kong movie in the immediate future. I think we can wait on Donkey Kong until the setup of Super Smash Brothers. I totally agree. All right, Super Smash Bros., Luigi's Mansion, and then the Star Fox... Earthbound, Metroid, Donkey Kong, The Legend of Zelda, F-Zero, Super Mario Odyssey, and then to Super Smash Bros. 
Honestly, I love that list. I think that's good. No, right? I think that's the perfect list for phase one. Because like, absolutely. What, what else could you do? You're introducing most of the villains, most of the heroes. Like, we've got a couple exclusions, like the Ice Climbers, that don't really ever need to fucking be in existence. <laughs> don't you ever bring that name in here again. <laughs> um, and then, like, I think that sets up perfectly for Phase 2, where you could even do, like, a Mega Man movie, a Street Fighter movie, almost. Uh, maybe you could put a Pokemon movie in there. Uh, Animal Crossing. I don't know how that would ever be a movie. I but... would love an Animal Crossing movie. That don't, would be the no, most don't... boring fucking movie Fuck you. ever. Fuck you would have to watch you. that over five months so that you could allow for crops and bridges to be developed. It's, it's a movie where everyone finds out that capitalism and Tom Nook are the real enemies. You just watch two and a half hours of a villager catching tarantulas. <laughs> oh my god, it's so fro You don't understand how frustrating it is when you try and catch a tarantula and they move and you just get bitten. You don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> don't but know. I love this. I love this list. This is the perfect list. Nintendo, if you have any common sense at all, you will take notes of what the game T just said and make a Super Mario Cinematic Universe to the letter. All right. So the real question I have is, um, how do we tie it back all into Super Smash Bros? So I think it all starts. So all the movies within the Super Mario Universe, right? So Super Mario, Luigi's Mansion, Donkey Kong, that all fits with one another. We've already said that Star Fox is where we're going to introduce Pokemon and technically also Metroid. Yes. Samus will come in. Earthbound is going to introduce Ness and Kirby. And possibly Lucas. And possibly Lucas. And Meta Knight. I think Meta Knight should be included there. I mean, you could throw in King T. Right. Right, right, right. Then we got Donkey Kong for King K. Rule, Donkey Kong and Diddy. Uh, the Legend of Zelda for Link, Zelda and Ganon. F-Zero for Captain Falcon. And then Super Mario Odyssey kind of like, because we've got like three subgroups of worlds now, right? Yeah. Super Mario Odyssey would be Mario fucking around and finding out. <laughs> <laughs> and that makes sense. And like combining everything. And that the makes three sense. Worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we've seen the map of the Mushroom Kingdom. We know what worlds exist on there. And most of the worlds like from Fox to Earthbound to Kirby don't exist in Mario's planet. So you have okay. to have that last Super Mario Odyssey slash Galaxy movie to connect all of these worlds. I really love the thing I brought up earlier where it's like you get to the Super Smash Bros. movie and maybe it's like Mario brings in all of the protagonists, right? And they try and go up against Master Hand and Crazy Hand or whatever. Or maybe they're beating Master Hand even. But then all of a sudden, Crazy Hand comes up. <laughs> And that's like that's like where they're like, yeah, we got to bring in the antagonist. Like everybody, go back to your own time and revive the villain or whatever. Yeah, or or even you could do like a Mortal Kombat thing where Master Hand and Crazy Hand literally appear in everyone's world and like pluck oh, every character yeah. and throws them on the battlefield. I like that so much. And so like you start out the Super Smash Bros movie with like Mario and Link being thrown on the battlefield and they're both looking around like what the hell what is the going fuck? on? What 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 do we do here? What just happened? What and then does... like you hear a disembodied voice go fight. What the cinnamon toast fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, I think that works perfect. Mm. I think that's great. I'm hyped for this. Oh, it's not ever happening. For I know. <laughs> I know. But God damn it. I want this to exist. This is awesome. 
honestly, it it's not out of the realm of possibility is the thing. Like, we already know there's a sequel coming to the Super Mario movie. Yep. Now, obviously, it's going to be something really, like, low stakes and simple and easy. But nonetheless, there's so much fucking potential here. Oh, absolutely. This is great. All right. So let's say let's say every once in a while we did an episode where we continued this ideation. All right. All right. In this next episode, whenever we decide to do this, whether it's two months from now or whatever, I think the next one we do is we list out every character that's going to be introduced and who our ultimate voice actor pick is for each character. I like that. Do you I, like that idea? I like that. We're doing all of the work for Nintendo. Yeah, that's a one day. Like, we, got, we got your movie ideas. We got your casting choices. Dude, we genuinely have to be fucking careful or they might try and come after us. Yeah, yeah they're going to sue us. Not They'll kill us. They're like, no, this was our original idea. <laughs> or even worse, they'll steal and profit off of our own ideas. Motherfuckers, that's something they would do. <laughs> Damn you, Doug Bowser. Damn you. <laughs> All right. Are you happy with the list? I am. That's a phenomenal list. I think it's good. If that happened, Nintendo, take my money. Take all my goddamn money. It could happen. I mean, it's not going to happen, but it's good. But it could. It's a shame how excited about something that's probably never going to happen. I know. And I'm like so excited about this. Like it could actually happen. Okay. Well, should we ground ourselves more in reality here with some upcoming game releases? Yes, yes, I think that's a good idea. We've only got five of them. Yes, we do. Um, these say they're coming out in June, but I'm going to sue this is May. Oh, did I fuck up? <laughs> so coming out on May 20th, we have Aliens Dark Descent for the PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and PC. We also have Crash Team Rumble for the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series, and Xbox One. Now, on June 21st, we have Trey Pang 2 for the PC. And then finally, on June 22nd, we have Final Fantasy 16 for the PlayStation 5 and Silicon City for the PC. Yeah, and honestly, there there's not really any any hype up games there. We're we're still playing Tears of the Kingdom over here. Yeah, play Tears of the Kingdom. I told you how you can save money. A few episodes ago, I told you how you can save a bunch of money. Go do it. Yeah, yeah, go do it and go be a cool kid and play Tears of the Kingdom with be the rest a cool of the world. Fucking guy. All right. That's it. I'm too excited. I can't sleep. I hate it here. So thank you all so much for listening to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. You just got your game tea. Bye. Bye. A Herd at Sports Network production.